Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Canadian Game Devs Podcast, episode number 210. <laughs> uh, mon chéri, uh, this week we'll be talking about a lot of exciting things like uh, a one-of-a-kind, Steve, that I've seen, uh, Sunset Edition of a Steam game that was primarily multiplayer, put on Itch.io. Mm. Uh, I also want to talk about the lead designer on Venba going full-time and how much I appreciate the, the openness of that development, uh, uh, the realities of, of money and games, you know? Mm. Uh, we got a release date for Apex Legends, Art of Rallies getting a massive update, some previously announced versions of Gotham Knights have been cancelled, and more. Uh, but before that, let's introduce the show ourselves. Uh, it's a show covering all the games made in Canada. Uh, we like to talk about the people who create them, too, more importantly. I'm one of those people, Stephen Riley. Joining me, of course, the founder, soon-to-be co-founder, and then eventually no. <laughs> uh, committed suicide in a car that blew up in a back alley. Steve, oh God. <laughs> uh, as uh, as we are wont to do in the in the tech business, we call that a uh, we call that a mulligan. Um, the, um, like the like the people who commit suicide but have like three bullets in them. Yeah, like everyone who organized the uh, Ferguson BLM protests, and then all of a sudden, you know. But uh, that's for your own time and your own conspiracy rabbit holes. This week, uh, I already went over what we're talking about, but I want to talk about our patrons. They support us at patreon.com slash devs. You can back us for Discord perks, two-daily access to the podcast, game key giveaways, uh, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, and the shout-out at the end of every episode at the credited tier or higher. Uh, I haven't plugged in a while, but at the top of every show notes, we, we leave a link for you to support the Wet'suwet'en out in BC, defend their land. The Coastal Gas Link just got a $10 billion loan from our federal government to help uh, get that pipeline uh, across those pesky natives. So uh, if you want to help the natives yeah, uh, not be <laughs> railroaded, you should do that financially. Could be, we can raise there, 10 billion? <laughs> no, I don't think we can match 10 billion, but we can overthrow our government. Uh, let's start with some paperwork, Steve. Here are a couple jobs that if anyone in this country or abroad would like to apply for, they should. Kixai in Victoria, BC is looking for devs, leads, a vice president, and more. Loads of jobs uh, anywhere remotely in Canada or at their Victoria, BC office. Uh, a Game Studios is looking for a Unity and C Sharp developer. Um, they are looking for someone at least three years of game dev experience. Uh, you could apply with less, and if you know what to do, you can get the job. Uh, and you must reside in Ontario for tax credit purposes, something I've learned a lot about in the past couple weeks, actually. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For events, Steve, the Hand-Eye Society is still looking for submissions for Superfest, which is the 10th anniversary of their yearly event Um a video games festival with talks and, and games and demos and lots of good stuff. Uh, at the end of the month, Dame's Making Games is putting on another writer circle. That's online, May 26th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can hang out with some other writers who write for games, talk about your process, or just listen. Pick up some tips, tidbits, tricks, pro strats, if you will, Steve, for writing in games, which is really hard. It's really hard. I was writing a, a game this week, and I was in, like, a PDF, and... When you're just trying to figure out what imaginary people who don't exist would say and have it not be lame, it's actually pretty challenging. Um, you might I can imagine that. Cats in the background. They're sprinting around like crazy, crazy cat people. people. Yeah. 
Wow, we got rid of that pretty quick. Let's shuffle some paperwork on that, Steve. How's that sound? I saw the sound effect, and it's, it's actually oh, do you? Here, okay. so, so don't worry. Yeah, if you if you okay. listened to this show, like a real I do, fan. and I forgot, and I remember now, because it's like in my mom's <laughs> basement, too. That's true. Did you write the timestamp to like remove me doing the thing, or Which or thing? is that is that timestamped for me to to for you to remove when I did it, or to put in when I did it back in the day? To put in when I did it. This is okay. where I, I, I write, like, I put the little paperwork shuffle. You're right, showing off too much of the process, Steve. I'm pretty sure people know how podcasts are made. <laughs> oh, man, I got an Acast ad this week on, um, uh, I was listening to Waypoint Radio, and they're on Acast, and the ad for Acast was like, uh, do you have an opinion and something you want to tell someone? Then you should start a podcast. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, no, this is exactly the issue. Everyone with opinion who wants to tell someone something has started a podcast. Um, but we thank you for listening to this one. Mm-hmm. One big game came out this week, Steve, uh, published yeah. by Noodle Cake in Saskatoon, albeit developed in North Carolina, I believe. Soundfall, which was one of those, and it's available now during the Nindies Direct this week, uh, is out now on everything, PlayStation, Steam, Switch, and Xbox, which, given Noodle Cake's uh, success with other games in the past, like nuts, uh, they seem to be able to hit a lot of platforms day one no problem and mm-hmm. that's something i look for in a publisher it's something um the cd project red group can't do and uh if they can't do it with several billion dollars shout outs to noodle cake for doing it with significantly less are you gonna buy this one while we're talking about it steve you mentioned that off the show no i want to, so okay it's 308 reviews on steam very positive that's good, good. it just came it out. looks it looks fucking awesome it looks so mm. cool should we tell but people I want, what it is Oh yeah, I guess we can. Do you want me? Do you want to read the Steam thing? No, you do it. You do it. No, I'm. But I'm not good at the. Um... You're not good. You want me to do movie theater voice? Well, I'll just say Soundfall is a dungeon crawler that combines Soundfall is a dungeon crawler that combines looter shooter action with rhythm based gameplay. Venture out solo or with up to four friends locally or online. Collect loot and time your actions to the beat to become all powerful. Play the campaign mode. Free play hundreds of songs or improve. Import your own music. Steve, this game sounds amazing. I don't know. I doubt you can do that on um, PS, on uh, Xbox, Switch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Which actually, I didn't know you could do that. So now I'm like, oh shit, it's a Steam Deck game. But I think I still want it on PlayStation. I want to get this. It looks fucking so cool, colorful, like really good style. But um, but I'm but I want to beat one of Nobody Saves the World or Dawn of the Monsters mm. before I buy a new game. Mm-hmm. And there's also the PlayStation like Plus Game Pass thing next month that True. we don't really know what games are are part of it. So it's like, uh, like do I buy Ghostwire Tokyo or is there you know a solid chance that that's going to be part of it? So how dumb would you feel if you bought Soundfall and Ghostwire Tokyo and then and both, both are in the PlayStation subscription? Probably would happen. Like that's what happened with Cyber. Um, that's true. Cyber Shadow. You buy a game and that like sends off a flare to whatever studio bought the game to immediately put it on a free service somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm trying to hold off, but I'm watching the Steam video right now. And I'm like, such oh, a nice trailer. So it's cool. such a nice trailer, dude. Like it's like a um, Rollers of the Realm, where like the this the stage almost like moves to the beat like a pinball table, like like. Mm-hmm. Along the base of buildings, it's like hopping up and down, and there's neon lights. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, the up to four players online is is rather compelling and rather hard to do. Uh, so, congrats to Dress. If you're going to buy it, I we guess. should coordinate where we buy it. Okay, 
Uh, I guess people should know special offer ends May 18th <laughs> on Steam 3314. So you might be able to catch that if you listen to this as soon as it goes live Wednesday. Our patrons can get the discount, which is why you should be a patron. It, it, it it's literally saves you money. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a 16 page, but we're not worried about the Steam page. We're just worried about the release. Yeah, so it looks great. I want to buy it. But I'm not going to buy it on the shows. Don't play the sound. Don't okay. play the anti-sound. I guess that's just no sound. Isn't there a way to like have the opposite of some of the sound or something? I like could revert the compose? it. it yeah, would still exactly. Be the, it would be the same sound effect, just backwards. That would be like if you refunded the game. We'll save that. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, I don't want to do And I'm not going to do I don't refund the game. I just accept no. my... I accept my purchasing decisions. <laughs> Let's talk like about some a, news. Like Steve. a grown-ass man. <laughs> Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to leave a live review of the Wendy's new Frosty Chino. People might know they started doing breakfast this week, and so I went and purchased a Frosty Chino. Oh. And I watched him make it, and you literally just made a bit of a Frosty and then put coffee in it. <laughs> and, it and, and it just tastes like that. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's like a little bit of coffee dumped in a in a Frosty. So if that sounds good to you. It's that. It's that uh, that, that doesn't sounds, sound good at all. To be no, honest. I think it's really gross. <laughs> sounds like you ruined both those things. You really did. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Like, I would rather have a coffee-flavored Frosty or a vanilla coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway. I didn't know they were doing breakfast. Did you get anything else? Like, what else? They, uh, so, I missed the breakfast food items, but mm. the sandwich is basically just a Baconator on a croissant with a sausage patty oh, instead of a beef right. patty. It's silly steve i was in line for wendy's as a while ago and someone ordered like a quadruple baconator i i nearly just fucking <laughs> shot him in the face like i couldn't oh, i was God. like bro oh, my girlfriend my worked at wendy's for so long so i've heard things but oh i'm sure like all fast i always numb that out because i worked at taco bell so i mm. all fast food like yeah it's not good it's obviously I mean, not good and Boston Pizza works the same way. It's just more like it's literally just more expensive. Like stuff comes in the back frozen in bags. You split it up, you heat it up in a couple minutes, and you throw it on a plate or uh, wrap <sighs> it up. You know what I mean? But I love Boston Pizza. So oh, I enjoy a nice spicy pierogi pizza from time to time. I'm the other curious, night uh, when the Leafs were playing, and the I think it's the same night the Sixers lost. Mm-hmm. Heather and I were both like, "Oh man!" Like back in the day, this is this totally would have been a Boston Pizza night because we used to go Aww. to Boston Pizza like every two weeks or something like that just to like oh there's a raptors and a leafs game playing or a raptors and a blue jays game playing we're just going to mm. bus pizza because it was like around the corner from us it was awesome he spent so much time. awesome then I, then i bought stock so Go to the, uh, pizza. my checks from boston pizza came signed courtesy of the wild rhubarb rhubarb incorporation so well, i'm sure that's some sh- shady shell company somewhere but uh yeah that's yeah <laughs> that's i think of that every time i go to boston pizza and and, and pay for something i'm like this is going somewhere into the wild rhubarb corporation. <laughs> That's so weird. That's funny. I know. All right, Steve, some news this week. This one comes from David mm-hmm. in our discord. Who's the biggest fan I've ever met of a certain game called Hellpoint from cradle games in Quebec, a brutal sci-fi ARPG. What's ARPG, Steve action RPG. Oh, that's awesome. With local mm-hmm. and online co-op on PC, Mac, Linux, Xbox one, PS4 switch and stadia. Wow, ARP, they put a, ARPG used to be like what Bloodborne was called and stuff before that kind of game was popular. 
Oh, like a oh, because like yeah, Souls likes are just RPGs with obnoxious timing stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. But Hellpoint at Cradle Games on Twitter tweeted this week, uh, May thirteenth. It is finally going to be revealed. Knowledge from a parallel dimension. Ninety six hours, which from the time of this tweet puts that at Monday sometime. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, Monday sometime. Expect an announcement on what we can only assume is DLC for Hellpoint. Uh, I assume I will see that when David tweets all about it all over both feeds, my own and the Canadian Game Devs one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, have you played Hellpoint at all? No, 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 no. It, I, I have it wish listed on my PlayStation or whatever, and it goes on. I think it's on sale right now, actually. And... Um, I don't know. I'm not a huge. I'm not into the Souls like stuff as much as like, you know, I would want to be really, or I don't have the time to to dive into that. So it's it's always you really like do you need to. You need a lot of time for like a lot of weeks. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, like, like you can't you can't just sit down and play for like five six hours because you'll get frustrated. So I have to play mm-hmm. in like two hour spurts. But then it's a matter of you know I, I there's only like one time a week where I get to play for more than two hours. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Scrolling down their Twitter feed, the one right after that, or a couple down, was Cradle Games is proud to announce the groundbreaking feature for our DLC, Death NFTs. Uh, but then I looked up and it was tweeted April 1st, so I assume that's a joke. Uh, but <laughs> it was a bit of a like gut drop. I was like, oh no, Cradle Games. But uh, I assume this was an April Fool's joke. Everyone seems to agree with you in the tweets. Okay, good. Uh, so stay tuned for that DLC announcement. Mm-hmm. Next, Next week, we'll story coming out of Montreal, Quebec. <laughs> we have the cancellation, Steve, of the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Gotham Knights. And I took deliberate Good. care to report this story Good. this way because the way they reported it, Steve, was we have new gameplay of Robin and we're going to confirm four player online co-op. But I had assumed it was already four player online co-op. Because I did as well. Char- yeah. Because there's four characters on the box and on the front of the website, it says online co-op. Whatever. This was all to run cover for the fact that they are canceling the PS4 and PS- and Xbox One versions of the game. Uh, I used the Wayback Machine, a great website, to find an archive of the site from a few hours after they made the announcement. And at the bottom of the website are both logos still. Uh, and then Nibel tweeted about it. You know, the, the bald one-punch guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, within within seconds, I think, it was gone. Because uh, then I went back and the only logos are PC, PS5, and Series XS. Um, mm. But I think this is a good idea. Because the last really big AAA game I, I, I saw try to run, third party, I should say, Horizon was fine on PS4, as I understand it. Uh, the last third party hit six platforms at once. AAA game that really made a splash was Cyberpunk. And watching that try and run on a PS4 from a decade ago Cyber- sucked. Those games, uh, they weren't launched on PS5 and Xbox. Like, they didn't have the next Oh, that's games. true. Yeah. So they weren't just, even, they didn't have any excuse. Yeah, no, they were just, huh. they were there. That was just shitty. Um, I guess Elden Ring would be the next best comparison, huh? Yeah. And apparently the best way to run Elden Ring on PS5 is to actually play the PS4 version. Why is that? I guess the, the upscaling in the PS5 version 
lowers the frame rates or something like that. So if mm. you want to play like a truly 60 FPS version, you play the PS4 version. Huh. Um, on the PS5. On the PS5, yeah. That's interesting. No, I think most games lately that have done the PS4 or PS5 at the same time have been okay, I think. I can't think of... So they don't use the word cancel anywhere on the website, obviously, but they say, quote, to provide players with the best possible gameplay experience, the game will release on PS5, etc., and will not be available for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. I just, you know, I hate PR people. They often do their job. I don't hate PR people. I hate PR. I hate, like, how we have to, like, sidestep and just not say the thing we need to say. The game's mm-hmm. canceled. You should say the PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game are canceled. And I think that's dumb, and it'll always bother me until I die. But yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. This I, story, yeah, I don't really. I mean, whatever. I <clears throat> I wasn't going to play it on PS4. Actually, I don't even know if I'm going to play this. But I wasn't. Gonna, I definitely wasn't going to play. We're going to play this, Steve. Steve, I'm playing this with you at some point, okay? And I'm okay, going to cool. be Robin, and you can be whoever you want, and we're going to have a great time. Who are the four characters again? Batgirl, Robin, Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood. So the three other, the two other, Rob, three Robins and Batgirl. That's what you're yeah. Saying. Who do you want to be? I don't know. One of the, one of the, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the difference between any of them. Actually, I'll be Red Hood and then you have to be a Robin. Do I? Yeah. Cause there's only Nightwing. Oh, Robin. I see what you're saying. No, you'd have to be, you'd be Batgirl and then I would have to be Robin. Oh, right. Cause Red Hood was a Robin. Yeah. Weren't they all Robins? I guess they were. Wasn't Red Hood the one who they thought died and then he came back? Or whatever. Well, he's and then, the yeah. He's the Robin, one where they Night, like Nightwing was Robin who level who's like I don't want to be Robin anymore. He became he leveled and up. Robin is Robin. Next bit of news today comes at us from Toronto and St. <laughs> Catharines based developer Catherine with two A's. I always get it wrong. Phantom Compass, uh, their game Steve Auto Age Standoff. Before my time with the site, uh, do you remember covering Auto Age Standoff? I do. Yeah, I remember um, Brett and I talking about it quite a bit. It has now been effectively, uh, I should say, released in 2017, multiplayer racer shooter thing. It looks like the car car combat from Borderlands, basically. Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, is effectively delisted from Steam. Um, they are now putting it up on Itch.io uh, for free or pay what you want with a new build of the game that supports offline and local area play. And the Steam version is now effectively defunct. You can't buy it. You can just go to the website and, or the Steam page and look at it. And I assume re-download if you bought it in the past. Uh, but this is an interesting uh, approach to what I assume was just nonsense hosting costs for an online game no one plays. You know what I mean? So instead of just taking it yeah. down and no one ever being able to play it again, they just took some development time to make a LAN offline version. Uh, and upload it to itch.io to kind of preserve it and they've called it in the like title it's auto age colon standoffs sunset edition uh, like they've just sunset the project they say on the web page too quote it will not likely be further improved or developed end quote and for players to quote play at your own risk um, this story came up uh, on my feed because miguel sternberg at spooky squid makers of 2021's game of the year the playstation vita port of russian subway dogs yep said they, quote, love to see more developers and publishers do this with their online multiplayer games when they hit end of life. And I would, too. I think, you know, game preservation is increasingly a larger subject in games, and specifically online games like Auto Age. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
if you were like, oh, I can't afford to keep the server up for this, I guess I'm taking it down, it would just be gone and no one will ever be able to play it again. No one would ever be able to learn from it or, or see if as they're trying to come up with a game idea, has anyone done this? Is there anything I can improve on? And that's the only way games are going to get better. And so this is a really cool way to, to, to keep that up and, and preserve it. And I, and I think it's cool. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, like I never got a chance to play it myself. Um, hmm. So I'm, I guess I was part of the problem. <laughs> but I would, uh, you know, I might, I might download something. Well, uh, I gotta figure out how to play, do the itchio thing. On well, yeah, Steam I'm not gonna play it on my PC, so let's let's be honest here. But um, mm. I want to play it on Steam Deck. I did download mm. Traversal, their puzzle game that came nice. out last year. But I downloaded the demo because it's ah. it's Steam Deck uh, compatibility unknown. So I was gonna, I'll do the demo first just to make sure. Okay, that's smart. Because um, it's very mouse heavy, so I was like, uh, even if it does, yeah, it's like a click between things, right? Like you're drawing yeah. a lot of like a, like those otaku games almost. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm booting up right now, so we'll see. We'll okay. give you an okay. update. We'll get some live things. updates. But this is I agree. This is pretty cool. Um, there's there's been a few games that I've played that are kind of just no longer existent now, and it would have been cool. I don't know how long. I guess I'd be interested to hear how long it took them to kind of. Mm. Um, like patch it, I guess, or yeah, like make this build of just like a solo or um, uh, offline version. I (laughs) couldn't imagine more than a a week or a month, honestly. Like, just if you had the whole team on it and you're just like, all right, we're just going to make this offline instead of online. But I don't know, obviously. Watch it took them like a full year. It's been since 2017. (laughs) They've been trying to make the (laughs) offline version. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to play traversal. Is it auto age just two words? Auto age oh, colon standoff. Oh, here we go. You might not even it. be able to find Name it. Your own price. Yeah, yeah. It does look pretty cool. It reminds me of um, Vigilante Eight, and um, okay. which was a N sixty four game. These like car battle and like um, twist and like it was basically there was like twist and metal on PlayStation, but then there was like some other games like on on N sixty four. So it does look pretty oh, cool. Yeah. This does look like Twisted Eight. <laughs> I agree. I'm looking at a screenshot now. Yeah. Um, okay. So the, the, traverse, the traversal demo does boot up. Wow. I combined Twisted Metal with Vigilante Eight and said. Twisted I heard you, 8. but I kind of yeah. Oh, I got to Oh, actually, you know what? This What's actually that, probably Steve? would work out pretty well on. Uh, on Should we add it to the add it to the list to send to Gabe? Uh, I think so. Oh wait. Okay. Hold on. CanadianGameDevs.com deck verified. Uh, what was the one we did last week? Souls. Uh, um, the the PSX uh, Souls game. Yeah, what it was called. Well, we'll come out with a thread of just verified during this podcast Steam Deck games uh, <laughs> as we play them. Can I click here too? Okay, so they do it pretty smart. So the, basically, the whole game is like um, those. We're talking about Traversal, Mar- the Phantom Traversal now. Yeah, some, yeah okay. exactly. So Mario Galaxy, when you're like floating in space and you gotta get to like the center by pulling different like gravity things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have it so that I can move the joystick and sort of bounce between the things I could connect to, but then mm-hmm. it also is a touch screen. The touch screen does like work. So it is, it, I would say only, oh I can't do more than three. Interesting. Would you give I it a yellow say, or a green? Um, certainly at least a yellow. I got a, hold on. My cat's a uh, cat's in front of me. I don't know. Oh, if I think it's horns though. Picked up on the mic. Hey mate, you got it's anything to sweet. say to people? I do want to play a little bit more just to make sure, but. It's at very least at least a yellow, so we can we can email Gabe. Just be like, yeah. Well, uh, every month we'll send him an update of all the ones that. Oh, oh, my cat's jumping all over the desk here. Well, I mean, he's a fan of the show. He's oh, probably geez. listening, so he's. 
I would assume so. <clears throat> Next bit of news this week comes from Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Abby, the programmer and designer on Venba, a game I'm quite excited for, announced this week they're finally leaving their day job to focus fully on Venba. Uh, from their nice. Twitter, quote, It took two years of evenings, late nights, weekends before we were able to get Venba to a point where it's comfortable enough to quit but I'm really happy to have arrived here. So shout out to Salna on Twitter at Brown Money two underscores. Great name. That is a fucking uh, great, <laughs> great name. <laughs> uh, for 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 you know what that and you know this is why I'm never gonna be a Stardew Valley is because I really like my nights and weekends and all that stuff. And so and I get it, a lot of times that is the, the the struggle and grind you have to do to get a, an indie game to a point where it, it, it can get noticed and, and he's getting written up in PC gamer and stuff. And obviously we've been talking about it. I am so excited for this game, Steve. Every time I see it, I'm happy when like a new big verified gaming site tweets about it. Cause I'm like, yes, yes. The haha sickos guy in the window. Uh, I want this game to do very well. And, and, um, and I'm happy that it's now got at least one full-time developer on it. Um, mm. Yeah, and and again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it's and I talked about this a bit on the Soul Studios interview we did this past week, uh, which everyone should check out in your feed, probably the one right before this one, that uh, people are just not, they don't talk about the realities of financing games, and I was open with them, I was like, well, how did you guys do this? Like, oh yeah, we just all worked part-time jobs and made the game on the side, because it's the only way to do this, and we like, mm-hmm. some of them lived at home, and it was like, yeah, this is how games get made, and, and you either, you know make it and hit the slot machine just right. And you don't have to do that anymore. Or you slowly over time, build up an audience and hit to the point where like with Venba, you have enough resources to just work on the game. And now the release of this game, I imagine becomes a lot more like, you know, either this game comes out and you have to go back to work or this game comes out and you make a new game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not saying that making a game isn't work. I meant back to your job, back to something that isn't game dev. No, I got you. I, I run into that issue all the time when I tell people that I was a stay-at-home dad, and then I was like, oh, then I had to go get a real job. And they're like, stay-at-home dad is a real job. And I'm like, no, I meant money. I need, mo- yeah. I need fucking money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, so it congrats to Abby. My own yeah, man. And, and congrats to Steve. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, it's still TBD, so I guess we'll we'll have to wait. Um, like they don't even on Steam. I mean, they don't even have like the year or something. I like could that, see but. this being a Finji or a Raw Fury or someone's gonna scoop this up, Steve. Don't worry. This will have mm-hmm. a nice, glorious publisher name on it by the end of 2022. Can't wait. I'll give them. Uh, I'll give them a retweet for the wish list. Then. Good. Good. Our next story. I don't know, do we have a re- do we have a retweet sound? No, Steve. There's too many sounds. I'm putting my foot down. Okay. I do. I do like the sa- I do like the song breaks. By the way, I've been appreciating. Them. Oh, good, good. And if anyone else has any other, feed- I also have heard from a, oh, I forget who in the Discord. I'm sorry. Said that they also liked the sound, but um, yeah, it's something I, I heard on a lot of other podcasts I listen to, and I was like, music just you know. Are we allowed uh, to? Don't ask. Don't ask. In- don't. Whatever you're about to ask, don't ask. Because uh, you know when you listen to <laughs> you know voices for. An hour to two hours, it gets kind of dry. So you gotta you gotta punctuate that with um, totally fine to use music. That's no, I don't I mean. know what Can the we rule just is. Use yeah, I, I don't, don't know what either. the rule is. I use the Celeste song, a Tunic song, a Mass Effect song. Uh, that's what I, yeah, that's what I was, yeah. Is Bioware gonna like hunt us down? I, it's seven so he's seconds. He's shitting on unions, and it? he's shitting on us trying to get to close these unions, and he's using our music. No, the, the funny part is, Bioware would like go after me, and then not even turn around and give that money to the people who made the music, which just tells you everything you need to know about Bioware. Yeah. 
Next video. I news guess comes. I guess if people want to have their own music as a thing, they're welcome to reach out to us. Oh, that's true. For the um, and then you can put it in the sound, the song, uh, the notes, or whatever. Yeah, if you have a song you want to use, that's what for. So for the Soul Studios interview, I used their music, and so like that oh, was nice. fine because like they paid for the music, right? That'd be weird if they said no. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. That would be weird. I like that song too. It's so nice. Their uh, their menu music is good. No, nice. I haven't listened. You to should. Well, I accidentally well. say the Dreamcast came out after the PS1, which I know I was tripping. Yeah, I was tripping. Yeah. <laughs> Mossfield Origins is a video game in development in Vancouver that just announced this past week they've signed with Kit Fox Games, a publisher in Montreal. Look at that, Steve. Usually. Nice. It's the developer is Canadian and the publisher, or with Noodle Cake, it's like the publisher is Canadian, and this is probably the most we'll stretch talking about a game. Uh, but in this case, both the developer and publisher, Canadian. I hadn't heard about Mossfield Origins until Kit Fox was announced as the publisher, which I guess is why you get a publisher. Uh, the game, Steve, is also being developed alongside an engine. And this feels mm. a little similar to you remember when Gene Leggett was talking to us about the one more story, the the, the engine they were writing for their, their oh, story, story stylus or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted something. They, they needed something simple to do a very particular kind of thing and they made it. And that kind of feels like what they're doing here. Let me, uh, I'm on the same page right now. Cause they're going to show up again in our, in the show, but in the wish list, of course, <clears throat> um, well, yeah, I hadn't heard about the game before. And I guess we'll talk about it during Wishlist. That's actually a good idea. Um, but yeah, congrats on the publisher. And again, this is why you get a publisher. Because they'd been in the studio in Vancouver. Two people working on this thing for a while. No idea about it. Uh, you sign to a big name. Everyone knows, oh, this game looks cool. And I guess that's why people do it, huh? Yeah, other than develop, uh, Devolver or whatever, mm. is there a bigger indie publisher than Kid Fox? I feel like... Annapurna. Annapurna, easily. Who's what's Annapurna? I don't even. Oh, know. like uh, Donut County's the. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, why Donut County's my favorite one? Kentucky Route Zero. They did the console version. Mm, okay. Um, I don't know because they split off of Annapurna Pictures or like that's like a. Yeah, no, they're. They, I would say like they win the most game awards probably. Devolver makes the most money probably, and Kit Fox is cute, you know. Oh yeah, Kit Fox. Oh, okay, I'm looking at Annapurna right now. Yeah, I guess in, you've in seen Canada, it. biggest publisher. In Canada, in Canada? No, no. biggest publisher, biggest like indie publisher. Probably. I can't even think of other ones. Thirteen Game Games has published some games before. Probably is it Kit Fox? It might be. I mean, huh? I Write in if you're these. a bigger publisher than Kit Fox and let <laughs> I us I haven't played know. any of these Annapurna games. I've played oh, Steve, zero of these. Some real gems. Man, Maquette was a PS Plus game, so you have that one. Uh, I didn't particularly oh, like yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that and be like, yeah, whatever. All that to say, congrats to Mossfield. The studio is yeah. called Studio Any Percent, which is a very good name for a studio. I like that. Uh, we'll get back to that in Wish List This. To close out the news... I have two more stories out of Vancouver. Apex Legends Mobile, which is primarily developed by Respawn Vancouver, is coming out May 17th on iOS and Android. This is reported by Patrick <coughs> over at Mobile Syrup. Uh, little is known about the mobile title. Uh, based on its console and PC counterparts, similar to Call of Duty Mobile, and unlike Fortnite, Apex Legends Mobile doesn't feature crossplay with other platforms. 
Uh, apparently, there's been a couple rumors about an exclusive legend to the mobile game. So that legend would, I guess, only be playable in the mobile game since there is no crossplay. Like these are going to be separate uh, uh, oh, player bases. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. That's whatever. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, they've been regional betas for uh, several weeks, um, but the full launch once again time you're listening to this normies should be out and i'll probably have played it and talked about it because i like apex steve is it going to win um best mobile game and <laughs> you know, like Achilles. grindstone 2 or something and you'll <laughs> oh, like, can you imagine <laughs> grindstone 2 comes out in september and then call of duty mobile wins again <laughs> or apex legends mobile uh, i guess that studio made two billion dollars on apex since 2018 steve it's not bad that's half a billion a year isn't it probably wonder how much the devs got. Uh, maybe half a billion. Of the two billion? No, like each year they just got all oh. the money just went back to the devs. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, all the devs, they might have a stock stock sharing plan. So they would theoretically. Yeah, shout, out to, shout out to every tech bro who took a heavy stock option instead of a salary uh, in the past couple of weeks. I tried to buy Luna last night and this oh, morning. No. And it's like, oh. no, like, what are you nuts? You can't do this. The one, the one literally hit zero. Like, yeah, Luna. It, oh, it's like point zero zero. No, sorry, it's Terra is Luna slash Terra, whatever is point zero 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 five one four right now. Does that round down to zero, or is it still like that? Oh, much it's certainly, it definitely rounds down to zero. Incredible, I love that. Like a, a week ago, it was ninety four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're we're at the end of the dump in the pump and dump, right? Like I yeah, it's I don't know all what, dumped. <laughs> I don't know what happened because I didn't even hear that coin beforehand. Like all so, of my all of my stuff is like crashing. You're telling me, you're telling me, a bunch of guys have millions of dollars in this uh, this fake coin at ninety four each, and it's now worth zero cents. Yeah. The next bit of news this week comes from Vancouver as well. Art of Rally is getting a free Indonesia update. It looks gorgeous, Steve. They put a little trailer on their Twitter. 50 seconds. Fun Selector. I'm going to say it, Steve. They're becoming my favorite developer in Canada. They have They have a voice and a style and just like a a community that I've only, and I don't want to jinx it, obviously, but I have only seen love for this game, for this team, and and just like been a joy to watch this game take off, get get ma- a lot of mainstream coverage, and uh, it's one of my favorite games we streamed on the Extra Life stream two years ago, and their Twitter is always just, you know, they know how to do it, and uh, I guess that Art of Rally did well enough that over a year later, they're still doing massive free updates. Uh, it's out now on Switch, Xbox, Steam, Itch.io. Is PlayStation. It? Oh, it's on PlayStation 2? Good. Yeah, it's on my wish list, yeah. Um, and yeah, this this Indonesia update is what it sounds like. It's a bunch of tracks going through some beautiful, jungly, palm tree, beaches, hilly. Oh, the soundtrack's nice, too. I don't know what Indonesian music sounds like, but... So the... Um, sorry, this dev is Canadian, right? They are based out of... Uh, oh, they changed their name. It says in the fun selector van now. I wonder if they're one of those uh, devs who like works remotely now. But um, yeah, they were in British Columbia. I want to say it was Vancouver or Burnaby. Um, but now their uh, their location says 
fun selector van. I bet they made like a like you know those people who make minivans into little homes and drive around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that seems like something a person who makes a driving game would want to do. Yeah, because I'm looking at their website. They, the last game they made was Absolute Drift, which looks like just the 2D version of Art of Rally. Yeah, it was kind of like the top-down version almost. A uh, free Epic game, too, uh, at one point. So you might have it if you do them every week. Uh, I do not. It's That's on PlayStation. Fair. How is the... Absolute Drift? Yeah, how is the trophies on this thing? Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, Fun Selector and Art of Rally. Oh, their logo is so cute, Steve. It's like that that squirrel that's smiling while its cheeks are full. It's uh, just nothing but nice things to say, which which I like. <sighs> oh, this is a look, thing. For Absolute uh, Drift? Is it hard? Yeah, 20, 20%. Oh, that's one in five people who played it got the platinum? Difficulty 4 to 10, playthrough 1, hours 10. That's such. That's like the Steve trophy list, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add this to my wish list. Wish list sound effect in the books. Uh, that's it for the news this week. Um, if you want us to talk about the, the newsy item that you've, that you've got that you need out, contact CanadianGameDevs.com. some more games steve after absolute drift for the playstation 4 no just one ps5 oh, okay uh, it's a it's the ps4 version uh the art of rally is <clears> on both which is why it's better yeah it was on game pass too wasn't it oh it was it was also on oh what else it was another one of those bundles maybe anyway yeah do i have it in like an itch.io bundle somewhere uh, you might you might i'm not 100 percent sure don't I? I have like 1,500 games in Itchy or something, right? I've never opened it. <laughs> I have no idea what's in there. Uh, Mass Effect awesome. 4 could be in there somehow or something. <laughs> Can you imagine? They just snuck it in. <laughs> uh, let's wish list some games, Steve. Every week, uh, I pick three upcoming Canadian-made games that you have to add to your wish list or follow or, you know, we got ambiguous. There's a lot of, a lot of episodes of this show uh, at some point. Um, but ideally, you're supporting them against the algorithm somehow uh the first game this week comes from someone i went to school with for four years robin fox at gifty fox uh in ontario with some other devs around the region of canada they call their studio studio nevermore the game is down per but it's p-u-r-r like get it steve it's like downpour Mm -hmm. um and the cats are raining instead of rain do you get it Oh, was, oh! I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah June thirteenth. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't know it was raining cats. I just I understood the down purr part. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I should. I buried the lead a bit there. Uh, Mimi's platformer shooter adventure through a land of. There might be a spelling mistake in this. Mimi's platformer shooter adventure through a land of magic cats and rain. Oh no, that works. That works. It's just a very small Steam description, so it like you know it, it took me by surprise. Um, oh, it comes out next or no next month? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, four weeks. A rainfall has arrived in the land of cats. With it arrives a mysterious moon cats chasing down the townsfolk and running rampant. What could these interlopers want? Help Mimi and this cutesy platformer shooter as it explores distant fields to discover the source of this event and bring peace back to its home. So Steve, you know how you were mentioning with that Lilymo game that you, you just wanted to play just a platformer that mm-hmm. was just... You know, not Super Meat Boy, not Celeste, not like just a platformer where you mm-hmm. platform for a little bit and and some cute stuff happens and it ends. Yeah, this looks like that. I think this it is going to be that. Uh, would you say this is more of an NES style, like that black bar at the top that always reminds me of thinking, Super Mario Bros. I was thinking it reminds me more of a Game Boy Color game, like the, okay. co- the color palette, like just mm. seems more Game Boy Colory to me mm. um but yeah it's a platformer that looks like is retro style i'm looking at the features um on the, that's a list cats magic magic cats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. upgradable spells and abilities moon mm. cats moon kitties mm-hmm. puzzles secrets fox question mark question mark question mark fast paced mm-hmm. action yeah mm. yeah so i like I, all those things i do enjoy all those as well this does look so really cute ask, steve is down per by Robin Fox and Studio Nevermore on your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Excellent. <laughs> Last game. No. <clears throat> Next game. game did. Mossfield Origins, as we talked about earlier, by Studio Any Percent in Vancouver and published by Kit Fox in Montreal. Talk about this Steam page, Steve. Uh, quote, a small, cozy, city builder style game where all buildings are built from the same foundation and upgraded via tech trees. Take your time and build the best self-sustaining community for your residents in this chill, relaxing builder with no time pressure or any external forces. Uh, they list the release date as when the grass turns orange, which I think is fall, right? Uh, the game is features orange grass, but I, if that's a reference to like a, a targeted fall release, that's clever. Does the does grass turn orange? Well, Leaves I mean, like, and you stuff know, turn orange. I guess grass doesn't really turn orange. It turns yellow for a little and then just dies. But. I would agree that's fall. Like I would, I would pick fall, but it doesn't have a year, so it's got to be like when the grass turns orange, twenty twenty three. Oh, I see. Yeah, they left themselves open there. I like the idea of because you know when I played Tycoon games as a kid, like Rolex Tycoon, um, Zoo Tycoon, that kind of thing. I always played the sandbox mode, unlimited money. I didn't want to bother caring about what anyone needed or anything. I just wanted to make the thing I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, as an impatient toddler, and now as an impatient adult, uh, this speaks to me as someone who doesn't want any of that time pressure nonsense. I want to make the thing. I want it to be pretty. And mm. I want to do it at my own pace. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think I I kind of agree with you entirely there. Just like, I just want cool stuff to kind of happen and not like have to look at fucking spreadsheets. Yeah, like every time the guy popped up and he was like, three of your visitors got sick on this roller coaster. You need to add garbage cans. I'm like, no, I don't. Shut up. They threw up. It was a roller coaster, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, looks great. Gonna, yeah, it does look really cool. I love the style too. Like it's just all orange. Like it looks, it looks dope. Pay attention to resident expectations. With higher level of technology, still have higher higher expectations to progress. With plenty of recreation time, research ways to improve your community and figure out new ways to do things. This is this is the communist utopia, Steve. I think they're building the communist utopia. Where it's all orange. 
Yeah. Mm. And wouldn't like, it be right? Ev- Should be right. Everyone just has spare time. Well, no, I mean, the red's nice, but I think this idea of just like a self-sustaining technological, this is Star Trek, you know, they're doing, they're doing like Star Trek is a world where the, <laughs> where we have the one government and we figure everything out. This feels like that. Mm. Is that what Star Trek is? I remember. Kind of. Yeah. I watched a oh. bunch of it. My dad watched oh, a bunch more. I'm not a nerd. So. It's funny, every time they reference things in history, like in a Next Generation, there's a scene where Data goes, the the unification of Ireland in 2024. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I would have I picked a later date on that one, Data. <laughs> Doesn't always, look like yeah. it's going to happen. <laughs> I, bought, um, I bought a Sega Genesis game called Phantom 2040 or something like that. And on the box, it's like, after the resource wars of the 2020s and, blah, 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 and all this stuff. Is like, I mean, oh. hey, don't, <laughs> I like, oh, the, that one could still come true, Steve. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, God. Dude, I watched Blade Runner for the first time last month, and it opens with, like, this hellscape oil refineries, miserable city, fire exploding in the air, and it's like, L.A., 2019. <laughs> it's like a uh, little, little off, but, you know, <laughs> worth a shot. Yeah. Uh, is Mossfield Origins by the Vancouver-based studio Any Percent and Montreal-based Kit Fox Games on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Delicious. Last game today on wish list is frequent poster in our Discord, avid game dev and streamer of all of their work in in, in ways I, I find interesting and enjoy. Zenfree Inc.'s The Last Taxi. Uh, we've featured this on an episode before, but it's coming out so soon that I would love to help give one last push of wish lists in the week. The week, Steve. Nope. The two weeks leading up to launch. May 31st, 2022. This game will launch for Vive, Oculus Rift, or Valve Index, requiring one of these headsets, a VR exclusive title. If you've forgotten, since the last time we talked about it, uh, the Steam page has way more trailers, way more screenshots, much more information, some hot gifts. There were gifts last time, Steve. Wait, is Gif. Oculus Rift the one that I have? No, you have the Quest. Oh, Quest, that's right. Yeah. See how often I play it. <laughs> uh, conversations at the end of the world. You are the last human taxi driver in a desperate future where the last remains of civilization are propped up by surveillance, automation, and human modification. The hours are long and the pay is terrible. But hey, at least you have a job. Uh, that's awesome. Action adventure cyberpunk story rich driving game. So it's it's got a, a setup similar to, you know, a lot of VR games. You're you're stationary, you're in the front of this taxi, there's like a dash ahead of you. It looks like you're you're doing things to get places. Uh, you have gloves that are where your hands are. It it looks like a lot of VR games you've seen, but there's a back seat. Mm-hmm with uh, people you're picking up who are talking to you and you can sort of like turn around and look at them, talk to them, look back at the front. You're doing like a cyberpunk taxi driver's job um, in VR. And uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, no, it looks cool. I was just reading the, the thing. <clears throat> um, is it like, demo, but we missed it. Are you driving? Yes. It's, it's more a narrative thing. Oh no, are you actually like driving? I'm trying, I think that's so. what I was trying to find because I was yeah, looking like, at, like uh, narrative gameplay. Your job is to keep passengers comfortable, happy, and generous, or not. How you interact with passengers is up to you. With varied dialogue choices and multiple endings, you can choose to keep the tips rolling in or spend all your time insulting them. Keep in mind, gaining their trust and listening to their problem problems is a lucrative side business. As per Progress Point's governmental regulations, all taxis are fitted with sleek, handed 
handy mandatory listening devices for uh, quality assurance. Choose over 80 diverse or interact with over 80 diverse characters to chat with. You'll see all kinds traveling the city. Yeah, like okay, more so of the a gameplay, narrative thing. I think you're right. The, the features say uh, earn tips by talk, uh, yeah, 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 aid and abet criminal passengers if you want, uh, upgrade your taxi, maximize your fares by managing equipment, uh, avoiding environmental hazards. Okay, so you might actually be driving this car, Steve. I think it's kind of like. Um, it's like reminding me of like job simulator where you're just like kind of in one place, but then you're doing a bunch of stuff around. Yeah. Your taxi's always moving. Like there's yeah. these streets kind of between places. So that makes sense. I like it. It looks pretty cool. I like the style. I like everything about it. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't have a thing to play on it. So we'll just, unless I could play it on. I mean, I'm not going, to, I'll just say right now, I'm not going to, cause I don't play the sim. but, but um, would you add it to your steam wish list? Well, it's already on the wish list, but I did follow it. Good. I think I have a sound for that. If not, they would have just heard the wish list again. I'll be the same though. That's it for wish list. This, if you want us to wish list your game, we want to wish list your game. Contact at CanadianGameDevs.com or put it in your Discord. I mine the Discord weekly. Why don't we close out this week's episode, Steve, by talking about what we've been playing? Sure. I did uh, poo poo on the Switch in Discord, and people tripped me for it. <laughs> oh, do you want to do a little little diss on that? I miss that. I'm I'm out of the Discord a lot. <laughs> I feel bad, but I would love to engage in in poo pooing switches if if that was something that came up. Well, I just posted because it was like I had the Facebook memory of when I got my PlayStation Vita, mm-hmm. and it's the second. It's my second favorite portable next to the DS. Mm-hmm. And I think Aaron said like I don't know how you can like like the Vita over the Switch, and then I just kind of That's shit on awesome. the Switch. And the biggest thing for for me, yeah, is all the banners where Wii U that I purchase owned yep. some of them own digitally, mm-hmm. and have no like Sony gets a lot of shit for charging ten dollars, but I don't even have that fucking option. No, from Wii U to Switch, it's the breaking bad meme full price. He's like, they can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> As like Captain Toad, Pikmin 3, New Super Mario Bros. U. Yeah. <laughs> Every then, single game comes out on Switch for $90 Canadian. And then they don't they don't have trophies. Their nope. online is just, just pathetic. I don't know what you're talking about, Steve. They haven't gotten any faxes about any issues with their online service. Any of, any of the things that I want out of a system... Mm. They just don't have, so I just don't even bother. And then, like the ones that are like the Switch games, other than Breath of the Wild, like are just I don't know. I just I just haven't really banged with that much. Like I played a lot of Animal Crossing, but that's because my daughter fucking loved it. So it mm. says so maybe it. that Nintendo, as an entity, has reached a point where you're just in two different places. You know, they're just like, not providing what I want. To be yeah. perfectly honest, like Kirby, like, like I bought Kirby, and then I just stopped because at the same then i was just like well i'd just rather not play this because i'm not getting trophies it just doesn't like look as nice and run as great as as like a ps4 or ps5 game and and would you say now the steam deck has made it entirely redundant yeah i only bought card full planning on switch because the dev told us the switch yeah. version has more games and i was just like oh and then i bought it and i was like i don't even know if i want to play this i should have bought <laughs> well, don't it worry don't worry steve i played it so we can talk about it and what we've been playing right. i will say so anyway, switch sucks it's fucking garbage system. the two most egregious things the switch does are the joy cons which are my least favorite controllers i've ever interacted with in my life i would yeah, rather have a third trash. party gamecube mad cats controller that has been dropped in dog shit and stepped on then use the pro Joy-Con. controller is pretty good though i like the pro controller pro controller is fine it's passable <laughs> right. somehow 
somehow Nintendo has yet to make a D-pad that feels as good as the NES controller. I don't know how they failed that long. Like, they really just nailed it, and then just, like, the Wii D-pad, ass. GameCube D-pad, ass. The 3DS D-pad, ass. That NES D-pad, Steve, feels like, feels like interacting with, with heaven, you know? Mm. Mm. And there's no menu music or shop music. Just, and they gave up on Miis. They're on the system. Why aren't they in Switch Sports? What are these new ones called? They're like Connect Sports characters. Oh, really? They have a new sort of character thing? Yeah, there's yeah, other the games could have been on cool, the... so cool. You could have had Miis for three generations of consoles now. <sighs> Remember, I would the, love that. What was that? What was that thing on Wii U? The Miiverse or whatever? Yeah, yeah, Miiverse was fine. Uh, the Miis. I like Miiverse. That was cool. That was like one of the coolest things Nintendo's done. Like their own little social media platform. Like that was sweet. And the then funniest just... stuff in any Nintendo game is just the messages in Splatoon. Like the messages you see walking around. Yeah, Splatoon. like mom and dad are fighting and stuff. <laughs> are. Uh, uh, or like the best one I saw, like the first time I opened Splatoon, the first bubble I saw, I walked up to it and the bubble just said, oh, you're gay too? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why they got rid of it. <laughs> Meverse was great. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah. The Switch is whatever. And the best, like, did you read that news this week? Uh, I think Bloomberg was the one where like Nintendo is internally very unsure what to do next. Like, the the biggest issue they're currently tackling is like what the hell do we do after the switch like they have no idea and that's so funny to me because like i assume there was a plan that just got blown out of the water when it became the fastest selling best-selling console of all time Mm -hmm. that is now like redundant like all the things they were planning are probably outdated impossible to get because of covid and so like just, just, but like they don't need to figure it out yet, right? Like, where's the Switch Pro, man? Like, where's, where's they don't the need to do? make it, Steve. The no, Switch they do, charts. That's what... They don't. No, it's the same for thing me, with Grand Theft Auto Six, right? Yeah, for me too. For me too. <laughs> but we're chumps, Steve. The Switch continues to sell exponentially. It's insane. Like, the, the, you'll you'll get a Switch Two, and you'll get a Grand Theft Auto Six when this Switch stops making more money every month than Nintendo's ever made as a company, and GTA Online stops making Rockstar more money every month than they've ever made as a company. My my biggest pet peeve with Switch is when when people tell like say with like a straight face, just like yeah, Witcher Three runs pretty decent, it's like twenty frames per second, four P. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like that's not impressive at all. Like, I'm picturing there. 4P and the the screens just cut into a quadrant. <laughs> the, the color just changes slightly. Like I think that's Geralt's back. <laughs> I only have four colors to work with. <laughs> like I but don't yeah, no. care about running Witcher Three or I watched, Eternal or whatever. No, like, dude, I watched my friend try and play Doom undocked on a Switch in 2018, and he was like, "It's not horrible." <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> say it one more time. He said it's not horrible. I was like, okay. What was the fair. last uh, big game? Because like MLB the Show just came to it, but it, but that's like a PS4 game technically. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the last um, kind big of like party? Control? Control was on it, but I think that was Cloud. They it's released Kingdom Hearts Master? one and two on it, but it, but it was Cloud version. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to get off the Switch, or we'll both have an aneurysm. Garbageism. Mm, Anyways. Now, what I've been playing on the Switch. Cardful Planning (laughs) is a great game from Walk Home Games. I think they're in Ottawa. I want to get that right. Uh, Who were lovely enough to to thank us. No, they say Canada. 
Oh no, they're a solo dev from PEI currently living in Japan. That's cool. I actually just realized that they sent us codes for cardful planning for Steam, so now I don't feel bad. I bought the game. Because I, I always like to kind of just buy the game. But I yeah. bought the game on Switch. I'm not going to play it on Switch. I'll play it on Steam Deck. Boom. But you gave them money. Yeah, Good. I gave them money. Gave so them let, me the tell you about th- let me tell you about this game, Steve, because you haven't played it yet. <clears throat> so uh, there, there's a lot. I'm a, I think there's puzzle games like this. Like uh, I remember playing a game on Mini Clip for a while where you're like flipping a, a block, and it like stands up and then goes down and then stands up, and you're like trying to... Uh, you can only, you got to rotate yourself a certain way to like stand upright on the the ending square to like escape because like you're too wide when you're flat and you're one wide when you're standing up. I've gone too much describing this other game. It's a game <laughs> where you're moving spaces like strategically and as because you're a card, sometimes you're trying to flip so that your face up on another tile and those tiles can like add or subtract from your, your, the value of your card. And you're trying to reach a certain number before you can like get through the door at the end. Uh, and so you, you can move around and you flip each time you move like left, right, forward, back on like a top down grid. Uh, mm. and like, there's some real time like bullet hell dodging stuff, but it's a bullet hell on a grid. Right. So like the, you can only be at two places, uh, really, and so when a like when a a bullet like tracks onto you and you just like move up to it like goes to where you were. It's hard to describe this game now that I try to do it, um, but it's they're very simple short levels where you're just trying mm-hmm. to figure out either through some some unlocking doors or you can like you can like uh, the nine squares around you. You can press a button to move stuff in any of those and they'll move with you if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you can move platforms around to like block lasers or like get a key or something. Uh, and then there's uh, this main hub room with four card symbols above each door that are different worlds. And like so far as I play, like I go into one, go as far as I can. And it's like, I can't really figure out what to do here. Back out, go down a different uh, door. You get abilities that then let you like, I can go, oh, okay, now I know how to use this ability back at this one I was stuck on. So it's almost I don't want to say Metroidvania because it visually and, and it feels not a lot like that. But in terms of like me getting stuck on something, like uh, I'll come back to this. I go back out, make a huge amount of progress in another area, unlock an ability. I'm like, oh, wait, I can use this ability back here. That's the feeling of playing Cardful Planning, which I just put together when I was texting you yesterday is a play on careful planning with cards. Mm. Yeah. I really like it, Steve. It, it's got a, a lovely soundtrack. Uh, very simple visuals. It's all black and white with like a, some colors for like red, green. When you need to denote danger, obviously, you put that mm-hmm. in red. Um, yeah, nine bucks on Steam. I forget how much it was on Switch, but that's where I bought it. Switch, I think, is more money. I think a little bit. Um, but there is, uh, as they said, sweet. more content on the Switch version. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, let's see if it's Steam Deck verified. I do, we do have the code, so I'm going to use, I'm going to use the code. Mm-hmm. Where do you see on the Steam page? Because I'm on the Steam page. If it doesn't say it, it probably does. It's not like yet rated. Okay, then it's <clears throat> probably not yet rated. Because if you go go to like Tales of Arise, because I know that one is is verified, Tales and so you can see where it is. It's somewhere on the right. Oh yeah, there it is. Oh, that's funny. So there's actually a space on the Cardful Planning Steam page where it would go. That's just empty. It's just like. An empty oh, gray box. Yeah, so that probably cool. means un- it's unknown, which I feel like they should just display. So it's unknown. Hmm. Um, so I will hmm. I will make that known next week. All right, good. 
I wish uh, it was, that's why that's why like there there's a demo like how I can download the demo for Peglin, which I'll talk about. Or Souls. And, uh, uh, what was the one last week that we messed up the tweet for? The, the PSX Souls. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, and been continuing my playthrough of Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Really, this new HUD is the reason to play it, Steve. Like it, it is. Really? I I've been I've been liking this this new HUD a lot. When it goes to EA Play or whatever, maybe mm. I'll cop it then. Because it's, it's not on, there yet, right? It's on Game Pass. Yeah, that's where I'm playing it. Oh, it is part of EA Play then. Yeah, it was. All right, maybe not maybe. too long after it launched too, because I remember they were like, "Oh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, 90 Canadian." I'm like. I bet this will be on EA Play at the end of the year, and uh, turns out it was the start of the year after. But the what is it? Second mouse gets the cheese. I don't know, because um, EA Play is only like twenty, thirty dollars a year or something like that. So it's kind of it's really nothing. Um, and yeah, it's part of Game Pass, just, obviously. They just do the, the the new PlayStation service thing where it's like not day and date; it's like a year or two later, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you always have the last year's sports game. You get the you get like a trial of the new games and a pre-order discount if you want. Or the, the older year game. games always kind of even the like the current like it's like six months later for the sports games. Like I think mm. NHL twenty two is on there now. Yeah, my friend asked me to download it because we're gonna yeah. play it. Oh, nice on Xbox. Yeah. Does it have crossplay? Oh, it has to. I would be so disappointed in them twenty twenty two crossplay. I mean, it's EA, so won't have it's cross not crossplay. Nature, fuck. Wow. Uh, EA market cap twenty twenty two billion dollars, and they can't. That's so you know weird. what you know what we did, Steve. You know what Red Meat Games did. I don't know what we got. Fucking crossplay working. On a sentience. You know what EA can't do with a market cap of $34 billion? You know what, though? They they have crossplay on, like, Battlefield. So they have the technology. And those are the same engine because now everything's just on Frostbite. Frost so they probably just said, like, eh, fuck it. There's not worth it. Like, they can do it. They are just like, eh, we don't need to do it. All these nerds have been playing together. That's weird that they don't even have the PS4, PS5 crossplay because usually I thought that was just, like... Kind it's of built, built in. cheap without ch ea uh steve what have you been playing this week uh nobody saves the world the redemption arc okay okay i'm ready hit me i'm i'm feeling it so mm. what got me at the, so typically when i play like rpgs i don't really like switching between characters and stuff like that like when i played final fantasy 7 and all these games i got my three dudes or three characters and those are the ones i stick with that's kind of like how yeah. I play Mass Effect. <laughs> you can't... Yeah, exactly. That's what I did in Mass Effect as well. You can't really do that in Nobody Saves the World because you don't really level up typically like by just battling enemies. You have to do all these little quests. So you have to switch between characters to get all the new quests. So when I kind of got that through my head, I was leveling up a little bit more. And then I sort of like bounced back and forth. And really the biggest issue I had with the game for me was that it was just too difficult and like I needed to be like two or three levels higher than what... Because, like, the dungeons are level, not capped, but level recommended or whatever. Right. So when I started doing that, I was flying through the game. I was loving it. The humor is still there. The style is still there. The characters, the gameplay is, like, dope. Like, all these characters have different kind of their own little thing. Then you can kind of mix stuff. They all have their little Right. Passes. Eventually, you get to combine forms, right? Have you hit that yet? Uh, you don't really combine forms. You combine abilities that okay. you get from forms. So, like, there's a zombie, and one of his abilities is when you bite, whatever, when you attack, like... 5% of the damage goes to health. 
Okay. And then if you level them up enough, you can then use that for any other form. So I have a form okay. like I, on any of my forms right now. I could um, I could like cause poison damage from the rat. I could heal from the zombie, and I can get like mana back from I forget which form that was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty cool when you get to that point. Bouncing back and forth is still kind of annoying because it's menus, right? Like it's the is it that yeah, time of you like go into menus, scrolling exactly, exactly. cash in the quest, <laughs> cash in the next quest, cash in the next quest. And you know how in Ratchet and Clank, when you get like more weapons than the circle, it just adds another page to the circle. And you like toggle between them from your yeah. quick select wheel, right? But they don't do that in here. So you have, I have more forms than, than what you were allowed you in the circle to, to choose. Do you have to, to edit the wheel? You just kind of like pick one and then you go into the menu and then it overwrites that one. You can't even like load different <sighs> forms in. Yeah. You can only kind of change one at a time. So it's not really ideal. Um, but I think I'm about halfway or so. I have three out of five of the like things you need to get. Okay. But I think really it's like halfway or so. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm feeling it now. It's, He's it's good. It. I want to play co-op though, but unless you buy it, unless you, yeah, uh, you uh, I'm sorry. Um, but it's good. I like it. Okay. Would I rather have Guacamelee three? Yeah. Y- yes. As the Rolling Stones ma- once said, Steve, <laughs> can't always get what you yeah, I know, want. I know. Do I want Guacamelee three next? I hope so. I hope that's what they do. What if what if they do like a severed two Steam Deck focus thing? Wouldn't that be cool? Or like, like that would be cool. I don't see them doing that though. No, but like I'm just trying to think of like something out there because Guacamelee three is really easy, and I really think it's a franchise that could outstay its welcome. You know, um, so I I would prefer them to come out with another thing like Nobody Saves the World that maybe I don't like. But it's just really different. Like, if I had I like, to. Yeah, I like the idea that Guacamelee 1 was on PS3, Guacamelee 2 was on PS4, and then we'll get Guacamelee 3 on PS5. <laughs> like, it's kind of. You know what? That does work. It's three well. games, but it's three generations. It doesn't really seem like overkill because they had the game in between. So, Guacamelee 1 and then Sever, and then Guacamelee 2, and two. then Nobody Saves the World, and then Guacamelee 3. It kind of makes you sense. You know what? You know what, Steve? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. What if they do but like a two. They might do eventually, like, I don't know how well Nobody Saves the World did, but, like, a two-team a two team situation, kind of. Because I know, like, Cappy is always kind of, like, doing a couple things, you know? Like, I'm sure they've got fingers in pies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they're they're toying around. I don't know what they're doing, because now this is all ported. This is all on every single console. Well, next and... is the Game of the Year edition, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe some DLC. They've never really done DLC for their games, though. Just Guacamelee. Like, like they had the, got like, lo- the like, challenge room get, hell one, remember? Yeah, I guess that's like, I'm thinking of like levels, like new levels or whatever. Like that's, I guess it's challenge rooms and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm For whatever reason, I'm putting it like a little bit different, like a little easier to do. You want to ballad a gay Tony a la Guacamelee <laughs> 2. Yeah, like Guacamelee did get an extra level, but it was just kind of rolled into that super turbo championship edition. Yeah. And new characters, but yeah. Guacamelee the two got like um, some costumes and stuff too. I think isn't Greg Miller in one of them? <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah. Isn't is Greg it... Miller the the um, the Spider Man? Like, the oh my god, Spider-Man. he is the party Spider guy. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyways, nobody saves the world. It's fun. I like it. I I'm definitely feeling it a lot more. I was definitely in the very in a groove with it. Um, I'm glad you came around on it. Yeah. Same. 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 Uh, the other game that I've been playing that I fucking love is Peglin. Mm. Mm. On Steam Even Deck. though it's a roguelite? 
it's starting to get like I'm so I've played maybe like three, four or five hours or something like that. I don't really know. How many runs is that, would you say? Uh a run is probably like twenty minutes or so. Okay. Not terrible. But I'm starting to be like, oh, I have to go through the forest again. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I had the same thing with inscription, Steve. I had the same thing with inscription. And you can so you can like, have the oh. best first world ever. You can have the just best first area that I would love a hundred times. But if I have to play it more than a hundred times, eventually I stop loving it, you know? Yeah, I wish there was a way where I could just like roll a dice and be like, here's some abilities and some level ups you get. You can start on level two because you've now played level one ten times sounds- or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, like a like a um like a force through system. Like, oh, you haven't yeah. got it yet? Okay, you're starting from two now and you're a little you want you want a normal video game. You want a normal Peglin with levels, right? Yeah, because yeah. I I haven't been level two yet, which is like a castle theme thing. Okay. There's some enemies there that just fucking just won't fuck off. Like mm. but the gameplay is dope. At on on Steam Deck it works great. Gabe, just FYI, like I think you can mark this one green. Nice. Um there hasn't been any issues or anything like that. So it's it's awesome. And I think it's early access, right? So I'm it's the type of thing where I'm like, I think I can put it down now. Maybe I'll try it for the castle a few more times. But I'll just like, oh, I'm just going to wait for the next, you know, whatever the next update is and stuff. So I kind of did awesome. that with Darkest Dungeon 2. Like I got to the second area once and I was like, no, there's no second area yet. There was one part I was trying to get past. And eventually I did. And I was like, okay, great. I'll play it when the game comes out. You know, like I did is the that same now, thing. Now, no, no, still in early access. It's oh, I'm thinking Rogue Legacy think. too. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, or like uh, We Happy Few was a similar one where like I played it at launch and I was like, yeah, I got the gist of it. I'll come back when it's done. Yeah, like I never I'm, finished I'm, it, but they eventually released it. But I'm, <laughs> I'm digging it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just hit the. Let's see, actually here it says, oh, that's last two weeks. Oh, it says like three and a half hours that I have played Peglin. Peglin um, coming out. 2000 reviews good for them uh damn coming out with a with a with a peggle game in 2022 and and like doing quite well with it uh feels like the the ea is the the skype in this situation with peggle (laughs) and peglin is the zoom in this situation you know what i mean yeah, yeah, because yeah. because Peggle had Peggle was ready to just become the cash cow milked like Candy Crush competitor, and they didn't do it. You know, I'm trying to go to the oh here we go storm page, store page. What do you think the funniest Peggle interview is? Let's see, the funniest review currently is this is a passionate pegging experience. Well done. Mm, I, I love like pegging. I like pegging goblins. <laughs> All pegging jokes. <laughs> I always enjoy doing yeah, there Rogue is, There Hold is up, a Steve. mode on there right now that's like difficult or something. I forget what they actually call it. I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll try that out. I think it's literally just, it's more difficult. This um, one's a... Uh, I always I can't get past the second round. I, you know, whatever. So anyway, Steve, this review says, always enjoy doing over a thousand damage multiplied by zero. I know. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> one of the perks I got was, um, you know how there's kind of like, four or five holes that the pegs can go down at the bottom. Yeah. Like the, what the, it the did, slots. Yeah. What it did was it put multipliers on them. Okay. And so it was like times one, times zero, times 0.5, times two. Ooh. And so there's another ball that multiplies. 
so it's dope. So like when you hit it, it bursts and Splits then it's bubbled up. So it goes from one to two to four to eight or whatever. And I think I yeah. had it on eight. But the two of those things don't work well because as soon as one of those balls goes down the, the zero hole. The whole thing's times by zero. Exactly. Oh. fucks me over. But <laughs> one of them I did get for like times times two and times one and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing like the enemy's health was like 100. And I ended up doing like 15,000 damage or something like that because I That's just so smoked good. them. It felt really great. I got the achievement for gain for doing nine thousand damage. It was inscription had similar moments where like you could do a move in inscription with a couple cards. You're like, this isn't balanced. Like this, like I I really like that I can do this. This is really fun. But I as a player recognize that I really did just wipe this whole battle in one move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it, funniest- so yeah, I do like it. It's good. Peglin, I I recommend Dalaran for sure. But I think now I'm getting to the point where it's a demo, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's there a is a demo, but you know it's that itch where I'm just like, oh, you know, I do kind of feel like playing a level or two. Like I don't know. Like, yeah, I have that. I get that with so many games, and it, it always goes away, and I never finish them. But I had that with Hades for a while. I had that with uh, Inscription, although I did beat that one. The funniest review I've seen so far, Steve, is just Poglin <laughs> <laughs> or Peg the Spire. That's good. Too. I like that. <sighs> Anything else you played this week, Steve? Mm, let me check my trophies. I don't remember. I think that was it for me too. I did. I did jump back into Battlefield twenty forty two and stuff. And, yeah. mm. Oh, I did play. I did play some Elder Ring because also on Discord people were like, I was like, you know, exploring. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not really finding much. And then I forget who Aaron or Dave or someone told me all the stuff they found before the first castle. And That's it was so all, funny. I was like, I was like, fuck, I haven't seen any of that. And then I looked at my map, and sure enough, I just beelined it straight to the castle so i went last yesterday started just kind of traveling around and found some stuff so i'm kind of like now in that mood again i'm picturing steve's first like hour in uh in elden ring is like you know when a, a guy in an old cartoon like obliviously walks through a construction site and he's like bum, 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 da, 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 and he's like <laughs> stepping onto bars as they spin and like walking through doorways as they move and that's just steve walking through elden ring he's like we're all the fucking monsters <laughs> for an steve hour sucks exploring sucks <laughs> yeah da, 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 da. <laughs> it's just steve walking around missing arrows are whizzing by him nothing's touching him that's what's so great now too is that the area that i'm at is like a low there's lower level because it should have been something i found like a while ago so i'm, I'm just so you're overpowered now. yeah i'm just steamrolling them, them and that part of the game is fun good so well we're all about fun games here at the canadian game devs.com podcast and that's it for this episode thank you for listening thank you for being here steve mm-hmm. if you want to help us keep the site live covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can do that over at patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. If you want to back us there at the $5 tier or higher, we'll count you as a credited patron at the end of every episode and read your name aloud as a personal thanks. So thank you to Aaron McLeod, Daniel Quack Miller, David Nagy, Doug Z, E. Beer, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Leon, Nicholas A. Zorko. Our intro music's by at Jake Butno on Twitter. Check out Super Animal Royale's OST streaming now. Outro music is by at Composing Dan. I don't know what he's up to, but probably composing and still called Dan. Uh, if you listen, he on did. Apple uh, Podcasts, he did Dawn of the Monsters. He was. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, the sound. The sound's cool. The yeah. sound effects is cool too. Everything's good. Yeah, it's still just the crunch. You know what I'm saying? It's still just like uh, you, you punching. Want- 
you want giant, shrapnel. You want yeah, shrapnel. Yeah, just like a giant dust monster. And, like yeah. I feel like there should be more impact here. But I'm, I'm, you want, you you want, want to pick play. up a building and like smack it on somebody and have it all and you can, but it, yeah, and you can. It just doesn't have that impact. And so I'm, pl- mm. I'm still playing like a level here and there. Like I'll play like one or two levels and then you know I'll, I'll move on to something else. So I'm, and then I'm you're like, good job on the song, Dan. And you turn it yeah, off. Nice job, Dan. Please leave us a review if your podcast service offers such a thing. And if it doesn't, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Join our Discord. It's a fun time. And uh, are the Blaze, are the Blaze, are the Blue Jays still going to make the World Series, Steve? Oh, man, they're struggling. I think so, but they're struggling. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put, That's I fine. think so, May 14th, 2022. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Did you put $20 into a stock? No, but I sold so. No, my no, I mean she didn't anything. I've already said too much. <laughs> That's it for episode 210. Goodbye! First time? Yeah. Well, like if you, someone messed up, someone would just say, first time? No, we would say we would say it's my first day, quoting something. Ah, that is a good one. Yeah. A classic. So it would be a self a self thing. Okay, so like no, someone wouldn't say it as an insult. I would I would screw up and then they'd be Sorry. they would chirp me for screwing up and then I would say it's my first day. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Oh my cats are being crazy too. They might pick up. That's fine. Three, two, one.